Got your Bible? All right. And everybody said, everybody say this after me. I thank you, Father, that your word has the power to change my life. Today I give heed to it. I allow it to go into my ears and then into my mind and then into my spirit. I am a hearer of the word and a doer of the word. And I will never be the same after today. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. Today is an exciting day. I get to reveal all the projects that we're going to do in 2019 through the Grace Initiative. Yeah, and so we're also going to be talking simultaneously about how to accomplish or how to A, find a vision for your life if you don't already have one, but then also how to accomplish it using Jesus and his life as a model. And so I'm really, really excited about that. And so here at Living Word, we believe that God uses ordinary people for huge things, that he has a vision for each and every one of our lives. And we've talked about that a couple of weeks ago. We talked about the life of Joseph. But you see, too many people have a vision of themselves that's simply too small limited by what other people think or what they believe or, or their lack of exposure to people with bigger visions. Smaller vision people usually tend to, lend, to lead quiet lives, just lending themselves to the norms of life and, and just do what's expected of them. They may dream large sometimes, but rarely do they stretch beyond the comfort zone uh, and, and take advantage of options that might make them more than what they are today. They, make, they play it safe. And, and even if it means that abandoning the visions and the dreams that God's giving them, they just maintain small vision. And by doing so, they also deprive the world by, uh, of God's love by leading a lesser life. And we as humans are made with several needs on the inside of it. We have holes on the inside of our hearts, if you will. And one of those hearts, one of those holes is the need to make a difference in the world and better the world that we've been placed in. And so you may say, Micah, you know what? I feel that hole and I really wanna do that. I wanna make a difference, but I have no idea what my purpose is yet. I don't have a vision necessarily for my life. I don't know what I'm called to. Well, I've got good news for you. Most people don't know specifics like that either. Most people are searching for those things. And so you're, uh, so you're not alone. But I wanna tell you a secret. And this is, this is important. You wanna write this down, lock it in, whatever you need to do. And, th- and this is all through the Bible that God tends to reveal individual vision to those who are doing something with the vision that they have available. With the opportunities to do good in the world around them that are right there in front of them. In fact, he even says in scripture that he who is faithful with little, God will give him much. And so today... I want to introduce you to an opportunity that is before you that might be able to help you determine the vision that God has given you. And 
The, um, and so I want to introduce you to something here at Living Word that is part of the vision of Living Word collectively. And I want to oper- offer it to you as an opportunity for you to have your, to make yourself faithful to God in things that are presented to you. So that he could reveal to you the vision and plan that he has for your life specifically. You see, he has called us into our communities and called us to share his grace with the world around us. And so today, I want to talk with you about the 2019 Grace Initiative. Now, for the last few years, we've been doing this, and it has been amazing. And so I want to talk with you for just a second about the word grace itself. It means undeserved compassion and favor of God. It is God's kindness and his compassion poured upon each and every one of us. And we believe that he has called us to be his hands and his feet to our community and to our world. So if we do that together, then we can make a difference in an individual life of somebody and people within our community and many of them. You see, the Grace Initiative is really more about what we are becoming than what we just do as a church. See, Acts 2, 41 and 47 says that that they were praising God and they had favor with the people. See, this scripture indicates that the New Testament church made an impact on their world and on their community. And that's our calling and our vision as well, to make that impact to our world and into our community as well. Let it never be said of this church that we were so preoccupied for, with what we were doing inside these four walls that we were not ministry-minded to the people that don't know the grace of God in our communities. See, this last year, God has, through us, built this amazing building. I mean, it's beautiful. And this is a place that is meant to be a blessing, not only to us, but to the community and to the lost in our, in our community. And I want to share with you how we can continue that in 2019. But I want to present to you the opportunity for people to experience God's grace in an exciting way like we have here. And include them in the family of God as the Holy Spirit adds to the church daily. The Grace Initiative is Living Word's vehicle to resource that vision and bring, to bring grace to our community here in Wake Forest and Wake County. As well as the world. And you see, so many people in our community have never come into contact and have never been told about the goodness of God, the grace of God. They've been exposed to people who have painted God to be this mean God who's after them, just waiting for them to screw up and to mess up and that he could punish them for every mistake he could find. And we want to present to them a God who loves them. A God that is good, that is kind, that is compassionate. So the Grace Initiative will resource three specific areas of ministry here at Living Word that we're going to use to take the goodness of God into our community and to our world. And so those three things are, number one, building spaces. Number two is reaching out. And number three is building strong families. 
So let's go through those real quick. Building spaces to bring people into. You see, this building is not the church. You are. And in fact, the room that you're sitting in right now is not the sanctuary. You are. That's why you see uh, the signs outside that says auditorium. Because God doesn't live inside a place anymore. He lives inside each and every one of us. You're sitting in an auditorium. You are the sanctuary. And you, so you and I are the sanctuary of the Holy Spirit. And I want you to understand that building this building is not building the church. This building is simply a tool that God has used and will continue to use to build disciples. To bring people to the feet of his son, Jesus. We, and so we are very, very excited about the building as an evangelical tool. And in fact, we have already had more people come to Living Word because of the outside of the building. And now you can actually recognize it as a church. And so it's already drawn people in. And we are having salvations every single week here at Living Word. People are raising their hands and giving their lives to Christ, making decisions, many of them because they drove by and saw that huge cross out there and they knew that this was a safe haven. So when we talk about our building itself, there are a couple of places where we have, uh, we've obviously done some improvements, but there are also some places where you can tell that we need to improve the older areas of our building. You can definitely tell a difference between the newer areas and the older areas. And so the first place is our children's area. We need to replace a lot of the carpet. It's obvious, it's worn out, there's stains in it. And sometimes there's even seams that you can see in the carpet. And so we, are, we need to replace the carpet. You know, I, I always imagine children coming into this building. Maybe it's their first experience here or even in a church at all. And we just want that to be an amazing moment that represents the excellence in which God cares for them as they grow up. We don't want them to think that God has a ratty carpet. Amen? And so our children's hallways as well, we've got an amazing theme uh, in mind and an outer space theme that's going to be bright and fun for kids to come in and be able to see the creation of God and all its glory. And it's going to have 3D effects and, and seating for parents and new classroom signage. And so it's going to be a, a very impressive space for a child to have the first impression of God. The building is not God, but for a child, it's their first impression of God. Yeah. And so we have to, so, so we want to just be honorable with that and be responsible for that realization. And so even in, in the children's ministry or in kids' church, they need an upgrade in, for, with sound, their sound system and lighting. And they have hand-me-downs from previous years. And so we want to upgrade that for them to give them an experience of, of excellence. We're also going to freshen up our junior kids' church and our toddler classrooms. And so we're going to do that. In addition to that, 24-7, I'm so excited about all these projects, 24-7 was designed and built in 2007. And so if you've been back there, they need some new furniture, uh, better media equipment, better lighting that would brighten up the space. And it would also be cost effective for us as well. And so we want to do that as well. There are teenagers that give their life to the Lord almost every week back in 24-7. And we want a space that's going to be excellent for them. Good. Also, this room, our auditorium, has not been updated in 15 years. 
And so as part of the Grace Initiative, we need to re-carpet. You'll see stains in the carpet, runs in the carpet, different things like that. We're doing our very best to maintain that and make sure that it is excellent, but it is 15 years old. And so we want to um, also, the stage is, we're gonna, we want to take the carpet off the stage and put a hard service that we could do more things with the stage. Part of the reason why we don't th do theater productions anymore is because our room is not conducive. We have no backstage. There's, the carpet makes it difficult. And, and so we want to do some upgrades to the sanctuary as well. We also need to finish our sound system upgrades. Those of you that are in the back, the, the music sounds amazing. Those of you that are in the first two or three rows, uh, sometimes it sounds a little bit odd, and that's because we didn't finish our sound upgrades. And so sometimes you can't hear the singers or certain instruments, and so it's, it could be difficult to participate in worship. So we want to take care of that. And then we'd love to repaint the walls in here to match the rest of the upfitted area as well. All of this as evangelical tool that when people come in, that they have an atmosphere where, where God can touch their lives the other space that I want to talk with you about you don't usually think about as a space and that's our website and our mobile app but yet this is the first space of the ministry that most people interact with many of you found us on our website and so people if we want to be discovered by people in our area more often than not that's going to happen online before they ever walk into the door and so knowing that, it's very important that, um, that we recognize the first impressions of our church are being made every single day online. So we want to design a new website uh, that's fresh and up-to-date uh, that would also feature even more spiritual growth, spiritual growth programs and resources that we want to make available to our congregation and people coming in. So the second area that we wanted to talk about that, that I mentioned was, um, was what we're calling reaching out. And there are several areas of reaching out that we would like to do. The first one we already do and we're going to continue to do, and it's, I like to call it internal reach. And that's our SOAR program. And that stands for Sharing Air Abundant Resources. And it is a program that its main purpose is to meet the needs of the people in our congregation that are single parents or widows. And this is an outreach not only to the people within our congregation, but also the Bible says that they will know us by our love for each other. And so we want to take care of those that are single parents and widows within our congregation. Also, we are going to begin to do something that we've always done, but I'm really excited. We're going to put just a little bit different focus on it, and we're going to call it Church Service Outreaches. We care about whether or not we're making new disciples. It's not just about us. But we can't make new disciples until they start participating in our church family. And so what we're going to do is we're going to maximize our efforts by providing amazing opportunities to bring people to special services that are designed and crafted for the lost and the unchurched. And so two of these services, the main ones, are Easter and um, Easter is one of the most effective outreach Sundays throughout the year. And this year, I'm really excited. We're going to launch a new series that's called Discovery. 
where we're going to be able to use tools and resources to help each individual, not only you, but including newcomers, to discover their God-given purpose and help them find out where they fit within the body of Christ. So I'm, I'm really excited about that. And then also another major one that we're going to have a few of them, but another major one is our Christmas candlelight service. It's one of our largest attendance services, and we want to use that as an opportunity to introduce our friends and our coworkers to not only to the love of God, but also to our church as well. And so um, also, in addition to that, we've always done community outreaches, and we're going to continue to do that. We're going to do dental clinics. We're, we've got one coming up in March where we provide free dental clinics for our communities, and we've done that for almost 10 years and they are such an effective t tool to reach our community and create favor and to show God's compassion and his kindness in a practical way Good. to our community. Yep. And so we're going to continue to do that throughout the year. And also, this is something else that I'm really excited about. Did you know that 65 people a day move into Wake County? That's a lot of people. And we want to reach out and invite people two living word who are moving into our communities. And so we're gonna do this by mailing them an invitation and invitation uh, information about living word with, with a link to our website and a video to everybody that is moving into our area. And so the Grace Initiative is sharing God's church in order to share his love with people as well. So in addition to that, global outreach. As you've heard, we're taking uh, mission trips to Puerto Rico, three to Puerto Rico. Um, there's still a lot of hurricane relief to be done, as well as South Africa, where we're going to assist those who are living in impoverished communities and some desperate situations, as well as helping um, leading their children's program and their baby rescue program. You've heard all about that from uh, Pastor Tammy. And so we're super excited about that in it. And so in addition to those mission projects, we're going to also support some long-term missionaries throughout the world as well and just be able to sow seed into to their lives. The third big area that I'm excited about is what we're calling Build Strong Families. You know, families and the theme of building strong families is woven into the fabric of Living Word, family, church. It's even in our name. And the longest series we do all year is our family series that we do throughout the summer. And in addition to that, we have an amazing children's ministry and a, and a youth ministry. And we really want to focus in on building strong families. In fact, out of the four films that we made, all of them have the theme of building strong families. And I just believe that as the fabric of the family goes, so society goes. And as the fabric of the family goes, so our church health goes. And so we are excited about pouring into those things. So in 2019, we are going to produce our fifth feature film that will focus on, once again, on strengthening families and making disciples. So that'll be part of the Grace Initiative. The other thing that you've heard about that we're going to be starting is trackout camps. The first day is tomorrow. The kids are excited. Our, our adults, uh, workers, and counselors are excited. In order to make sufficient room for that program to grow, we need to install some movable walls in parts of the building in order to make room for them. We have a huge vision for what the impact that that can make 
um, in families within, not only within our church, but within our community. And so we also want to be able to provide grants to those that qualify for assistance as well with those programs so that we can continue to strengthen their families through this program. Last year with Grace Initiative, you guys gave $208,000 toward different things like this. And so give yourselves a hand for that. That was absolutely amazing. So this year, all of the ministry and all the projects that I've listed to you in 2019 is going to cost right about $250,000. And we are going to bite those off at your generosity. There is absolutely no pressure uh, other than, you know, just the pressure to reach out uh, as that hole in our heart would do naturally. But we are going to bite off these projects at the generosity of our people. And I'll tell you what, I am incredibly thankful for this generous, generous congregation. What you guys did last year was amazing. And this year is a big vision. And of course, many of you are excited about what we're doing and what we're accomplishing in the lives of people within our community in, a, in our Wake Forest area. And so Living Word has big vision. It's part of who we are. We don't, and, and so I want to talk, take you through today how we can accomplish this vision of the Grace Initiative this year as using Jesus' life as a roadmap. And so we can apply this not only to us as a church in accomplishing the Grace Initiative, but also to each of our individual visions as well. You see, Jesus had the ultimate vision and you can imagine the enormity of his vision and his calling to rescue all of mankind. It was the ultimate grace initiative. See, Jesus, and, but here's the thing is he didn't get to draw on his deity in order to accomplish that. He had to accomplish it the same way that you and I do. So we have a lot to learn about how he did that. You see, he was fully God, but he was also fully man. And so in his divine nature, he was fully God, but in his human nature, he was fully man. And so he had to accomplish everything that he did here on earth in his fully human nature, his human nature. And so I want to show you a couple of, of things, some scriptures here. Check this out. Jesus laid down his deity and was born as a man. Philippians 2.6 says, Though he was in the form of God, he did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but he made himself nothing, taking the form of a servant and becoming born in the likeness of man. You see, he laid down his deity and took the form of a servant. And so, and then in John 1.4 I'm sorry, 114, it says, the word became flesh and dwelt among us. See, it, it means that God, the word, became flesh. And in fact, we also see this in Luke 2, 52. It says that Jesus, this was when he was 12. It says, Jesus increased in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and man. You see, Jesus grew in wisdom which means he wasn't drawing on his deity in his operation as a 12-year-old. He was growing in wisdom as every child does. See, and another interesting thing, it says that he grew in favor with God. So Jesus had to actually develop a relationship with Father like you and I do. Amen. It wasn't just given to him. 
And so Jesus had these incredible forces against him, and he had to accomplish his incredible vision, his, the ultimate grace initiative, regardless of temptation that you and I have, regardless of unfair opposition from people who should have supported him, regardless of betrayal and abandonment by the people who were closest to him. And he couldn't pull on any of his power as God to overcome these things. He had to deal with them just like you and I do. And so we've been called to a huge vision as a church. And you've been called to a huge vision yourself. And today, I just want to unpack how Jesus accomplished his vision. How did he stay on course for the largest calling and vision ever known to mankind? With the biggest obstacles stripped down to the same resources that you and I have as humans. Well, I've got good news for you. The Apostle Paul breaks it down for us very easily in Hebrews chapter 12. So let's take a look at that. Hebrews 12 says, they're working on it. Let me just read it. Oh, there it is. Therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, our vision. Looking into Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. See, Paul makes this amazing he paints this amazing picture of us being surrounded by this great cloud of witnesses. And I just imagine this huge crowd of people that are just cheering us on as we go. I can hear them now. Go, go, preach, 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 preach. <laughs> and so there are three main things in this scripture that we really want to unpack. And the first one that he talks about is this, run with endurance. Go ahead and put that up. Oh, well, actually, I'm getting ahead of myself. I apologize. So then he talks about not only run with endurance, but looking to the author of our faith and the finisher of our faith. And then also um, that he took the hard steps. The third thing is he took the hard steps and, he, and he, took on, he overcame the shame and sat by the right hand of his father. And so we're gonna unpack those just real quick and help you and I as a church to accomplish the large vision that God has given us. And so remember, if you're not sure what God has given you as a vision or has called you to, he tends to give more details to those that are faithful with with what has been placed in, in front of them. And so the Grace Initiative is an amazing starting point for us to be able to pour into the kingdom of God and prove to God that, hey, I'm I'm about it. I can handle my individual vision and, and my individual calling because I'm faithful with what I've got already. And so let's go ahead and unpack this just a little bit. And I'm actually, uh, I'm going to unpack it a little bit out of order from the scripture, but it's all gonna be there. And so I'm gonna talk about first our relationship with the author. Go ahead and put that up there. That scripture that goes with that is looking into Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. You see, a relationship with God, and and Jesus' relationship with the Father was everything to him. And that provided guidance, and it provided comfort and wisdom. That actually didn't get me long enough on the clock, so you didn't do anything wrong. But 
give me just a second, huh? Actually, I'll, is that all right if I call you up? All right, cool. My bad. I know that's really embarrassing. No, you're all good? She's all confident. She know I'm good. So, so Jesus' relationship with, his, with the Father is what we're talking about. It meant everything to him. And that provided guidance, and it provided comfort and wisdom. You see, God sees things on a whole nother level. And God can, if, if we're spending time with him, God can continually give us direction and help us so that our relationship with the author of our faith and with the author of our vision will obviously help accomplish the vision. And so it's also a constant reminder that our vision is not about us. See, we talked about that a couple weeks ago, that our vision and the whole purpose for, the, for our vision that God gives us is always for other people. And so the interesting and sometimes unintuitive thing is that the more that you pour into other people, the more God pours into you. And so being other-centered is how we receive from God. And so it also creates an awareness that we don't carry this vision by ourselves. We don't carry it alone. We, can, we can't do it by ourselves. We need the author to help us finish the vision that he has given us. And so continually having a relationship and being aware of his presence always reminds us that we do not carry it alone, that he is walking through it with us, that he is holding up all the heavy parts that he is holding us up in the face of challenges and obstacles. So personally, commit to spending time with God. Become aware that he is with you at all times. And in regards to the Grace Initiative, I would like for you to pray about what God would have you to commit financially to the Grace Initiative in 2019. And so there's no pressure, just I'm asking you to pray about it. In your seat, there's a commitment card. It looks like this. Just take it home this week and just ask the author of your faith. Spend some time with him and uh, the author of the vision and ask him what he would like for you to commit to it. And like I said, no pressure whatsoever. And so the second thing is that it seems as though there was a commitment to the vision. It says this, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which easily ensnares us and let us run with endurance the race that was set before us. So anything that's in our life, when God gives you a vision and he gives you an opportunity to reach out and to make a difference in the life of somebody else, there is always gonna be weight and things that are trying to ensnare you, trying to tempt you. Jesus had to go through it, so we're gonna have to go through it as well. But when you have a vision that is bigger than you are, there will always be challenges. If there's not, you should be concerned. Things that are trying to steal that vision from you, things that are trying to distract you, like Pastor Steve talked about last week, there are constant distractions that are, that are coming to try to steal your vision. But we have to commit to the vision that is being laid before us today. I've talked to so many people who God gave them a vision and when that vision became difficult or challenging or other distractions came and got in the way, 
there is a, it, there's a we'll see if it happens mentality. Or, you know, well, must not have been God. You know, let God's will be done. And I want to challenge you that when God puts a vision in your heart and puts a vision before you, like the Grace Initiative or your own personal vision, that you commit to it. That there is no weight that's going to get you off track. That there is no sin and no temptation that would easily ensnare us. That we would run with endurance. You see, it doesn't just it's not just it doesn't just say run like you're jogging but it it says endure there's an endurance that is required that that there's a vision that god has given us that has got to be and it's going to be hard sometimes there's going to be times when it looks like it's going to die but it's not if you run with endurance the race that is set before you that vision that's been given to you we have to commit to it and we have to set our face toward it with dogged determination never giving up and in regards, regards to the grace initiative we're going to ask you to bring back this card in a couple weeks on march the third is commitment sunday and we are going to make a financial commitment each one of us that as far as what we can do in 2019 in order to bring god's grace and his goodness into our community through these particular programs and projects listen if you pray about that and you don't have a lot I challenge you to do something. And so some, some of us have more to give. Some of us have less to give. I challenge you to do something. Give God something to work with. And so the third thing that I want you to see in the scripture is that we've got to take regular steps toward the vision. It says, For the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross, despising the shame that was and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. And there has to be a vision of the outcome of this. You see, it says that for the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross. I just imagine Jesus, my Savior, on that cross and being tempted to give up. The Bible says he could have called legions of angels to come and rescue him and just wipe everybody out. That he could have come down off that cross on his own but he was on that cross and he was being tempted to do that. But it says that for the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross. Amen. You know who that joy was that was set before him? That was me. That was you. It was the people in our community that don't even know him, some of which even curse his name, that on that cross, you and I gave him joy that allowed him to endure it. Amen. And you know what? When I'm thinking about the vision that God's placed in our heart here at Living Word as a church into our community through the Grace, the Grace Initiative, there is an endurance that has to be there because I keep my eye on what it's going to be accomplished in the lives of people. You know what? I, I think about the children who are going to come to our track out camps that we don't just get an hour a week with them like normal. We have five days a week, five, six hours a day with these children just to pour in the word of God into them every single day, that we're helping them to be more confident in who they are in Christ because of what we're able to do in their lives. I think about the people on the other side of the films that we make, the letters that we get, that we're able to touch their lives with God's love. I think about the other side 
of our obedience in South Africa and the children that will be saved and the teenagers that will be that are being ministered to every single week and 24/7. I think about this room and the physical upgrades and the technical upgrades. And I think about the hands that go up almost every single service because of that. You see, this is the joy that's set before us that we could endure. So we don't have to endure a cross. All we're talking about is a small portion or maybe not even a small portion, but a part of what God has given us in the, in the beginning to begin with. And so if you have a vision in your heart, you've got to take regular steps to make that happen. Let me tell you, one day never comes. One day I'll do it. One day I'll accomplish it. You know what, if you're a writer, write every day. Even if you, have to, if you have writer's block and you have to write, I have writer's block, I have writer's block, I have writer's block, I have writer's block. And every day you're taking regular steps toward the vision that God has placed into your life. If you wanna be a better spouse or parent or, or a student, train every day read and listen to podcasts and read the word about how to be a better how to be better in your family if you want to start a business research take steps every single day if you want to go into ministry take online courses and and reach out and help people every single day train you constantly move forward no matter how small the steps are and in regards to the grace initiative take the steps toward your commitment all year long create a budget and just put put that much every single week or every single month toward that toward that goal all year long i'm going to be giving monthly updates uh, about the money that you've given as well as how we're spending and how we're making a difference in people's lives every single month just so that you and me that we can keep that joy set before us of what we're accomplishing in our community and, and in lives and so on March the 10th, we're gonna be receiving our first offering toward the Grace Initiative. There are a couple of things that we'd like to go ahead and take, uh, take care of. We've got track out camps getting started. We've got uh, a potential film that we wanna get started on. We've got a lot of things that we wanna go ahead and do. And so we're, we're gonna launch a big first offering on that Sunday, March the 10th. So go to the author of your faith and pray about what you should commit to the Grace Initiative. And then on March the 3rd, we'll be turning in those commitments. And so take that commitment card home with you. And our goal is $250,000 toward our community, these projects for, toward our community and our world. And so then after that, we will take this first step on, um, on March the 10th and have that first offering Sunday. This is an amazing place. I don't know if you know it yet, but this is an, an incredible place to execute the vision that God has for his community here in Wake Forest. And you know what? I just wanna thank you so much. It really moves me that the people in this church are so incredibly generous, that you have such a vision for the people outside of these four walls. It's not just a club you come to on Sunday morning. Did you know that not every church is like that? Not, other not every church is thinking about other people. They're just worried about what they're doing and making sure that the music is what they like and that everything's the way that they like it. And they're not really thinking about their community. And this ministry, ever since I've been here for 22, 23 years, it's always been outreach-minded, always been concerned about delivering the kindness and the compassion of God to our community. 
So I want to challenge you in your own life, personally, if you have a vision that God's placed in your own heart, get with the author of that vision and make a commitment to make it happen and take steps toward that commitment. And also, what would it be like if we all reached into our community, if we all united around the Grace Initiative in order to change lives in our community? There are people in this church today that have given their lives to Christ and are being discipled week after week because of what some of you sowed into the Grace Initiative in previous years. And it has a long tail that they will, it will continue to be people that are giving their lives to Christ and being discipled because of the seed that you've sown. And I just want to say thank you. It's an honor to partner with you um, in, that, in, in that endeavor and in that, in that. And I want to ask you to do that again in 2019. Will you stand with me? Nicole? Thank you very much. I just want to pray a blessing over you. I know we talked about money today. Everybody breathe deep. It's okay. It's all right. I am not after your money. So, and, and I'm just to be honest with you, I'm not after your money. I'm after helping people in our community. And if that's not something that, that you're, you're okay with, if this made you uncomfortable, just erase it. From your, from your memory right now. It's okay. Uh, I just want to challenge each and every one of us to, to reach into our community. So let me pray a blessing over you right now before we worship again. Father, in Jesus' name, I thank you for this congregation of believers. I thank you for the, the vision that you've placed in our heart, not just to have a club, but to, to have a heart for the dying and the lost and the people in our community that need you. Lord, I pray that you would lead and guide and challenge each and every one of us as the author and the finisher of our faith, that you would inspire us, that you would lead us and that you would guide us, that you would prompt us. And I speak over this whole congregation, Lord, that you have your way in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's